Welcome to the Something Something Experience Podcast, Episode 72. I'm Michael John Simpson. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash something2xp. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And if you sign up for the free trial at audibletrial.com slash something2xp, it won't cost you anything extra, and they will give us a little something in return to keep the lights on. Help us out, won't you? This episode sees the return of local L.A. power pop band, The Armoires, back from their recent U.K. tour and just ahead of their new album, Incidental Light Show. Rex Broom, Christina Bulbenko, Derek Hanna, Clifford Ulrich, and I sat down and talked about music, touring, childhood, 70s showbiz, celebrity deaths, and hearing your song on the radio. You're here, you're there, you're everywhere. Here's episode 72 of the Something Something Experience. It's cute when she comes and lays down in the room with us. She's the jam dog. The jam dog. The mascot. Yeah, she likes it. She loves the bass notes, right? Yeah, she's born of the low end. (laughs) (coughs) She does love those bass notes. like the start of back in the USSR. Out. Oh, yeah. Well, I've, Out. Yes. Yeah. Well, we've... Good girl. Could have broken into the, d- 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 that song many times. Yeah. Well, hi, everybody. Hi. Hello. Hello. <coughs> Excuse me. How's everybody on this lazy Sunday? Oh. Not so lazy. Well, <laughs> on the uh, cusp of all the stuff in Orlando, it's really hard to... Yeah. Yeah. Think that, about anything else. That was rough waking up to again. There's been far too much of that this year. And I know everybody always says, the statisticians and everybody else always says, oh, there's, you know, always tragedy every year. There's always this, there's always that. But it just seems like there's so much more. Yeah. Everybody I mean, it does. all started back in January with Bowie, and it just seems like every everybody's dying this year, and everybody, and and now this. It's just... It's a bit much to take sometimes. Yeah, so. yeah it's a, a strange dichotomy, too, with uh, um, everything that's happening with us. We're uh, actually getting somewhere with music uh, for the first time at our ripe old age. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, uh, we keep getting hit by whammies, I guess, um, uh, amongst the music community and uh, in the world at large yeah it's makes me kind of feel guilty yeah I was just I was just about to say exactly (laughs) that that sometimes sometimes when something like this happens or somebody dies somebody who meant something to you you know somebody who all those things that that, that whole thing of of no I didn't know them but I felt like they knew me through their work and you almost feel bad for being successful or for feeling good or for being happy. And it's it's yeah. one of those things where... Or just even getting to do what you do. Right. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Even, like, closer to home for us, I think there's the fact that uh, um, uh, our UK tour, uh, that was supposed to be linked up with Kate, uh, Kate Brennan. Our, she got sick. Our great Very friend uh, and benefactor um, in a lot of ways. Uh um, 
yeah, yeah, she was hospitalized and wasn't able to make it to England along with us. And uh, we ended up doing some kind of stand-in gigs for her. Um, uh, but yeah, there we were. We were, and, and we really did have sort of the, this amazing experience. And we we're like, well, she should be here. She should be here too. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should have all been doing this thing together. Um, and uh, you guys should have been here too. Yeah, yeah. Bandmates. Yeah. Indeed. yeah. <laughs> no, well, no, it's understandable. Christine and I went to uh, um, did the UK tour. Um, Pretty much by ourselves as a duo, but we never, only once do we ever actually perform as a duo. We always had people... Um, backing us. Backing us. Yeah, and, uh, and they learned our in. songs, and it was great. And yeah, it was... wasn't you guys. It wasn't you guys, but uh, um, it, w- it was remarkable. That we actually got yeah. to play with other people yeah. rather was, than just the two of us. Yeah, we did once. Just one time, and you didn't even play keys that time. That was no. that was bizarre. Um, but uh, we had these wonderful folks that uh, had some crazy stories about who they were uh, that pitched in. Um, uh, I guess it was eight gigs in ten days mm-hmm. um, with five different lineups. Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We were a four-piece, two-piece. A three-piece and a five-piece. Wow. Yeah. Well, I saw some of the pictures, you guys standing out in front of pubs and places and yeah. things, and so that was pretty cool. So I, I didn't get out. I, when I went to, to London, uh, I went and met Audra in London in 2002, and we didn't really get outside of the central tube zone. We didn't really um, go outside of zone one, so you guys were down in Liverpool. and Yeah, we had... We had uh, um, the whole time we were there was about two weeks and people say did you see anything yeah we saw the inside of some clubs mm-hmm. uh, we smelled some beer um, in the carpeting um, we saw unfamiliar ceilings in the morning uh, as we traveled around to different places uh, wasn't a lot of time for sightseeing no, though not it was at all, all no, doing was, your thing was, and, and it's kind of hard to communicate that because we had a great time. I mean, it was... It, I, I don't think we would have wanted it any other way. But it wouldn't have been anybody else's idea of a vacation. Right. Or a holiday. Right. Well, we had a couple of... Two great days of sightseeing. One well, in London, tubing with my daughter's best friend, Sebastian. Mm-hmm. And, uh... But even that was bracketed my, by some kind of trauma on both ends, you know? Yeah. But, and then, uh, Oxford, which was great. Um seeing all the sites and going to the Natural History Museum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was phenomenal. Did you go to the one in London or the one... The Oxford, Oxford. one, yeah. Oxford one. I that was the one where Robin Hitchcock actually liked our photo of us with the trilobites. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lifetime achievement. Yeah, that's right pretty there. cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I got some I got some likes on, on Twitter from Robin and from... Um, oh, what's her name? Who opened for him? Um, the Australian... No, no, no. Should the Australian... Singer, songwriter, guitar player, um, Emma, Emma Swift. Emma Swift yeah. Yeah. yeah, she, her, wow, she blew me away. She's, she's from Australia, living in Nashville, and really doing that kind of old country yeah. torch song, you know, aesthetic, and it, it works so well. She's got this real lonely, mournful, vo- you know, you know, whaley kind of voice, and it's really it works really well in that kind of. 
country feel, and she had a guy on electric kind of backing her up, and that was really good. And then, um, and then Robin brought out brought out Paslin Shant, and I have no idea that she played violin. I'd only mm. ever seen her play bass, like in Perfect Circle and Pixies and all that. And she came out and played, and I hung out afterwards because I wanted to meet her and tell her I was a fan. But I, I had I had to go because it was a Sunday night, and I had to go to work the next day. But but uh, that was pretty cool. And the night before. At Largo, they were doing the um, Spontaneous Nation improv uh, sketch show with Paul F. Tompkins, and Chris Tallman was there. He's a former guest of the podcast. And Robin came out and did a song. They did a Beatles song together. That was... Well, there you go. You're another one, then. Um, I have this problem that's occurring to me uh, over and over again. Um, The week uh, before we went out to Phoenix to back up Kate Brennan... um, Robin well, prefacing the uh, uh, prefacing this, uh, one of Rex's uh, idols is Robin Hitchcock. Of course, yeah, mine so too. yours too. Um, anyway, so in the last couple months, it, it, it just this is this thing that keeps happening. Um, uh, so, so Kate Brennan, uh, we were we went to when we went to uh, uh, Phoenix. Uh, we just kind of volunteered to be her backing band there. Um, and the week before that happened, uh, and I, I was looking for things because we took my, my girls out, my daughters, uh, to Phoenix as well. And I was looking for things for us to do there, um, around the show. And I found the Musical Instrument Museum. Mm. It's an incredible place. Apparently you're supposed to spend, uh, three, three days. days going through it. Wow. Um, cause it's the most comprehensive establishment of its kind, I guess. Uh, but they also do live shows, and it turned out that Robin was playing there on his birthday. Um, and uh, wow! Uh, so Kate Brennan went to see him, and ended up getting invited to go hang out with him and uh, ate birthday cake with him. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm looking at this. So the, okay, so we're gonna go. We're gonna go play with Kate the week after this. But there she is with Robin. Okay, cool. All right, that's fine. So the last time we did Big Stir. Um, uh, we, uh, we we backed up uh, Stephen Wilson from Plastic Soul. It's another one of our, our uh, the bands in our circle that, yeah. uh, that we do uh, shows with now. Um, he's it was enchanted by the fact that we have a viola player in our band. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, which is Christina's daughter Larissa. Yeah. Um, and uh, he asked me, I'd say I'll do a couple you know solo songs beforehand, but can you guys come in and do? Can we do Venus and Furs? I mean, because I just want to do this thing with a viola player. Right. So, okay, so we did that. So we backed up Stephen Wilson, and uh, the day after that, he went to see, uh, I guess, the Wild Honey show? The, uh, the um, that was um, the Beach Boys uh, 70s and Beyond show. Right. Mm-hmm. And Robin was playing that thing, and they mm. hanging out together at that thing. And a couple days after that, he went to see the Posey's Secret Show, and... Hung out with Robin there. So every every time we back someone up, <laughs> they wind up. <laughs> they wind up just having these special moments with Robin Hitchcock, and then that's not yet happened for us. But you get somebody to back you up, and maybe then you'll get together. Nobody ever backs us up. <laughs> oh wait, people did in London. People did in England. Yeah. The people that backed us up. Wait, were, what about these guys? Well, I said us. I, was <laughs> right. I guess there's nobody to back us up once we have rhythm yeah. section already. <laughs> the last time that we had an interview, you you asked me, so what happened with Skates and Rays? Right, my, right. My band before the Armors. Right, right. Here, and they're here, yeah. They're here. Yeah, yeah. This is... This awesome. is these awesome. are them. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. 
Um, so are you guys, are you incorporating back into this band, or are you just playing some shows together? Or no, this is no, the band. This, oh, this is, the, is band. the band. Okay. These, they, it's a six-piece okay. band. Wow, well, yeah. We are, um, we've already played a couple of songs that they've already recorded and performed before cool. as our band, right. as our yeah. new incarnation of six, a six-piece rather than a three-piece. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, this is the band. Um, nice. It is six pieces. It's uh, the four of us here, which we should introduce... Um, so Derek Hanna on the drums. Hello, uh, Christina Bolbenko, of course, uh, on the uh, keys and vocals. Um, this is Clifford Elrico on the on the bass and the vocals. Um, very, very, very with present, a good voice. Very, very present on the album um, that we're about to release. Yeah, uh, and then we've got uh, Nathaniel Meyer um, on guitar and everything else who's actually producing the second album we've already started recording that cool and the on the viola so that's our that's our sixth piece that those are the armoires but anyone who's ever been in the armoire remains in armoire um and we did have some extraordinary people help us out in the uk and some great stories as a result of that yeah, so that's cool so, that's good that's us how did they, um, how did the, uh, the festivals in, in San Diego and all that? It's been that's a while. coming oh, up. That's coming up. Well, no, that, uh, but again, that last time we spoke with him, we had not yet played. Oh, okay. Right, right. okay. So there's a so whole story. So San the Diego. The very, very different from the last time we talked to you. We I, were sort of sitting there nervously thinking about how that was going to go. So, yeah. IPO San Diego was our first one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um... We had such a great time there. We went to see the bands the night before and then performed there the next day. Met lots of people, made lots of connections with bands that still play play with us to this day um, in our big stirs, mm-hmm. our uh, monthly showcase thing. But it was such a great experience, we ended up writing a song about it, which we just recorded. Cool. Called yeah. Alessandra 619. It's about my niece. <laughs> We put out a Kickstarter to fund the completion of the album. Yeah, fund the completion yeah. of the album, yeah. and um, anyone who gave over a certain amount got to write, got to have a song written about themselves. And it was so, a substantial amount. I mean, you really had to. Yeah. To and my niece, to us, and she did. Yeah. My niece and my sister actually were the two that did. Um, and my parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so. We wrote this song, Alessandra 619, and it actually has to do with that, that weekend and yeah. playing in that club, yeah. Ch- uh, Chico Club. The Chico Club, the yeah. The Chico Club. We were, Larry Fox is the owner. It was a great experience. And so now that song that we just finished recording two days ago, is now <laughs> <laughs> recording and mixing two days ago, is now going on a compilation for IPO 2016. Cool. So it is the last song on the compilation because a spot was held for us. Um, we gave it to the founder Bash, yeah. of IPO the very last minute. He had to turn down four other bands that wanted to be on the oh, compilation, wow. but because we had reserved our spot early enough, but delivered it late enough, <laughs> early enough, late enough. We got on the compilation, so it's a tribute to that weekend mm. and that festival and what that 
allowed us to Led do to going for us, forth. Yeah. Cool. Which was yeah. not just, uh, I mean, it was it was a lot of things. It, it, it led to us feeling like uh, we had a sort of place in the musical universe, I guess. Um, yeah. Was... That uh, um, you know, we could play with bands that uh, had some affinity for what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we've played the festival since then in L.A., and Phoenix and Liverpool. Um, this year we're we're doing the uh, the San Diego, the LA, and the San Francisco, San Francisco. as well. Yeah. Um, and um, I think starting in San Diego, uh, which is pretty much where you left us the last time, yeah, yeah, we were about yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, we were just constantly encountering these bands that. Uh, maybe lay in hibernation in between the festival um, from year to year. And uh, we were kind of blown away that they respected us for what we did. I mean, we, we always were... Early on, we would always be the first band on. And then we would sit down and watch everybody else. And we would say, thank God we went on first. Because these guys are so good. We yeah. could not possibly have fun with them. And then it would be these same bands coming up to us afterwards and saying, oh my God, we loved what you guys did. We can't believe that someone's doing this kind of thing. Um, and we'd love to do shows with you guys. And we thought, that's fantastic. Someone should make that happen. That has, that has to happen because there's no, there's no venue for that. There's no place that uh, you can have a, you know, a night that you can go to and see... Uh, a whole bunch of bands where uh, you'll you know you're there to see your favorite band right now, and you'll meet you'll you'll discover your next favorite band. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not a thing that happens on the LA scene, I don't think. And we looked at each other and thought someone should do this. So that's a great idea. Maybe someone should. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, <coughs> it's been wonderful. Yeah, we um, yeah, we felt like uh, um, we were at a place at that uh, time where it would have been hard to keep going if we hadn't found that community. Oh yeah, sure. And we did find that community, and we just kind of thought, let's give back to that right away. So we found a way to do that. Um, and you need to come to a big stir sometime. You do. Yes, it's true. Yes, yeah. Yes, In yes. fact, the next one coming up is probably a really good one to do. June twenty fifth. June twenty fifth. June twenty fifth. Yeah. Okay. It's a Saturday, Ooh. which is which is a beautiful thing because uh, we 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 have this in at uh, uh, CIA mm-hmm. California. Yeah, CIA, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I used, which to show, sure, I used to show photos there. So. Correct. And you know, so you know what a unique and remarkable yeah. Yeah. place it is. There's no other place. Why don't you say something about what that place is like? Uh, oh, it's 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 a it's a pop culture horror genre mishmash of weird and odd things and just kind of this place where artists who kind of uh i don't know i i find i've done a lot of like kind of like gothy type shows there or like like noah corda who was on the podcast before used to do um, a movie, a fright night movie night right. where he'd do a show, a movie and, yeah. and, and, you know, he'd show up, project a movie up there and then sell all kinds of little weird things, yeah. and, you know, and 
you know, things like that. And then I did a photo shoot during, you know, or not a photo shoot, but a photo show during that a few times. And, and, and that was actually one, I think that was the first, I think that was the first exhibit of my photos I ever did. Yeah. God, that was a long time ago. It's a fitting place. I mean, it's sort of anything that's uh, outsider-y fits there. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it, it, for those of you who don't know, it's it's uh, um, filled with uh, actual mummies and yeah. uh, Fiji mermaids. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, all those kind of like little... These, like, it's like, it's like where sideshow attractions... Like like roll through town sideshow attractions kind of go to die. Kind of come almost. to roost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, well, go to live. They died retire. a long time ago. But they're they're, 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 they're yeah. still there. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. a retirement home for, uh, in, for to live in perpetuity. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, you know, it's just a it's a labyrinth of yeah. li- fascinating curiosities. I yeah. guess you know, um, and it's a it's a very fitting place for anything that's off the beaten path. And we thought. Well, that's us too, right? Our our strange little uh, retro psychedelic We're rarities thing. and oddities. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, you know, in a way, uh, the bands that we play with, uh, you know, we're, we're, we've lost our place in time, so why not be there? Yeah. Um, we thought of, uh, you know, the Stones doing their circus sideshow kind of thing. Um, right. Uh, it, it, we didn't seem out of place there, I don't think. And we had a, a good night, and uh, Carl... Um, uh, was kind enough to let us give it a shot, uh, and we started uh, booking it and bringing in the bands that we particularly liked playing with, and um, it seems to be working. Uh, we've got good sound. Uh, Carl likes it. Yeah, uh, we bring in a, a, a good crowd and. Uh, I think that's our, our way of... It's uh, a colorful place. Back. It is. Colorful yeah. place. Yeah. 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 I think colorful it, is a good yeah. way to put it. Yeah. Do you like playing there, Cliff? Uh, Cliff. <laughs> I'm looking at Derek, and I just called him Cliff. So. Oh, knows that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Cliff apologizes <laughs> again. <laughs> Do you like yeah. playing there, Derek? It's a fun place to play. Yeah. yeah. Nice stage, nice lighting, good sound. Yeah. Good feedback from the stage. Cool. Character yeah, is what you are character in the dark. Yeah, yeah, character and atmosphere. You know that <laughs> Derek owns Kenny's Plumbing in Burbank, yeah? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that fantastic? That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> traps and traps. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, that would be the, uh, the the plumbing shop referred to in Doubtful Sound. Um, I just replaced my pop-up kit in my, in my stairs in the bathroom upstairs because the pipe just... Just one day, just went. Not Snap. anymore. Snap! <laughs> yeah. It just snapped right off of the thread. Is that a common problem? In it's a failure. Huh? Yeah, common failure. Fail. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is a common problem. Well, I should pick one and know one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I should have known. <laughs> you should have had immediate affinity for a failed piece of a toilet. Yes. Well, I love you, Cliff. You didn't have to discuss <laughs> <with> the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be okay. I promise. Well, you know that. We're music teachers, but Cliff works in the bio medical industry. Well, I, sort I, of uh, medical lab. Yeah, medical I, lab. Let's not. Um, you know, sure, I work in a warehouse. But who doesn't? The ultimate scheme. Fun. Thing, so. I enjoy it. I get to drive a forklift, and that's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> I have yeah images in my head of you driving the forklift. <laughs> 
keep those images because they're probably more <laughs> glorious. <than laughs> well, that's, that's what we think about the the driving pulse of your bass lines is basically a cliff with a forklift kind of, oh, wow. you know, wow. yeah. plowing through the. I try not to whatever. plow through <laughs> whatever it is that you're li- to, lifting yeah. the band aloft. Yeah, the band there you go. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I guess I blamed you for being too cor- uh, forky before that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> yeah. But Cliff has a couple of projects too. Yeah, that he's working on. Oh well, yeah. They have they, when they uh, come to fruition, they'll uh, the fruit will be. Um, uh, <laughs> 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 I guess that would be fruitish, and then that's different, right? Yeah. Possibly fruitish, fruitish, cored, and uh, you know, deseeded. And are they super fruits? Uh, like like the acai berries? Oh right. I don't know. Um, probably not. They're gonna count the super fruition. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That would be fruition with a cape on. Yes, in his own right, a fabulous singer songwriter. Very and uh, someone that I mean the 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 the, the uh, amount of talent and creativity in our immediate circle is pretty staggering. Nate's not here, but and Larissa's not and here. Larissa's not here. But, but uh, these two guys, these two guys, in and of themselves. Uh, our bassist is, uh, or our, our drummer is one of the best fretless bassists I've ever heard. <laughs> With frets. <laughs> <At, at, laughs> Nate agrees. I played, a, I played a bunch of our old stuff that where you were cool. playing fretless, and he was like, well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of fretless bass. Big, yeah. big fan. The, the, the Hitchcock album, uh, Queen Elvis, with all that lovely Andy Metcalf yeah, fretless bass in yeah. it. Wow. We just, we, well, while we were in England, we, uh, we met uh, and, and Stayed with many people who knew uh, the Egyptians. Yeah. And everyone, everyone we stayed with was friends with Pat Fish, the jazz butcher. Oh, yeah. yeah everyone. I, yeah. It was kind of... So Rex has a wall between him and Robin Hitchcock <laughs> and the jazz butcher. The jazz butcher. He tried to get us Everyone shows. else that he knows is on the other side of the wall. Yeah. But... I, are befriending them and hanging out things. with them. And you just go hang out at Largo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make right, friends yeah. with John Bryan. It'll I know. Get you on stage. We, we, we got back here and I, well, you know, on the heels of missing all those Robin appearances, we're like, oh, we don't have any money whatsoever. This is terrific, you know. Oh, because uh, that was right after England. We, we got yeah. We, yeah we, between the the tour expenses the and putting out the album. Yeah, um, yeah, we're we're skint. Well, skint, well, mate. Well, frankly, skint. You've yeah. got nothing. 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 Nothing at all. But, um, you know, we have to change that. Um, yeah, I went to that Robin Hitchcock gig by myself. And, there, I, there, you know, I, I kind of broadcast it out because the few people who I knew would want to go. And I I should have just gotten you a ticket. Or, or Catherine could have gone. Or, you know, because Catherine and I used to go to a billion Robin Hitchcock shows, too. So, yeah. but, uh, that's my ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, yeah. Uh, it's been a good year for concerts, though, so far, but... For us, too, but we played them all. Yeah, you played them all. <laughs> well, I got to see The Cure at, at the Hollywood Bowl. That's Danny right. surprised me, and that's yeah. that's my number one band of all time. Oh, yeah. So, but... And it was weird being at a Cure show without Catherine. It was weird being yeah, there with somebody I else, so... I understand that, yeah. But it was cool. I mean, it was nice. Cause <coughs> it kind of created a whole new... You know, string of memories. Yeah. Provided that 
2016 doesn't strike down Robert Smith and company. Uh, <laughs> should even, I, I hate you for even saying. I mean, that. Jesus, that's I'm just so really a bad thing to so say. So many people, Muhammad Ali um, now and Kimbo Slice broke my heart. Yeah, I mean, I mean, get down there to Fife Dog from a <laughs> track yeah. called Quest. It's, it's not just not been a good, a good not year been year, not been a good year to be famous. I, I mean, as a music teacher, I'm. I found myself getting really tired of uh, coming in to say to my students, "Well, um, we're going to get started," but uh, you know, as a as you're someone who's going to talk to you about music history, we lost one of country music's greats, Merle Haggard, this yeah, week. Merle you know? Haggard and um, Prince. Prince. And just, I mean, just like week God. after week, um, you know, it's one thing to win kind of feel it internally but I've always kind of felt like well, I can't really talk to these kids about being in a band or being musicians without saying man part of what made this a thing worth doing right. is gone now yeah yeah uh, yeah it, w- it was weird Prince wound up being another one of those bands that when or bands one of those one of those deaths that when when people heard about it they they came to me and said you're the first person i thought of because i yeah. when I, I wanted to be prince when i was 15 Aww. i was he was like my first true musical obsession yeah. and you know bowie for me came way later in terms of the obsession part um but you know i didn't i didn't go back pre let's dance until i was into my 20s so um which still huh? that must have been fun. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and now I've got now I've got hunky dory and Ziggy Stardust on heavy rotation. Yeah, hmm. that's probably true yeah. of me too with Bowie. That, that it yeah. was, that, that it was I mean, I started off with the MTV stuff. I started off with you know, yeah. let's dance, China Girl, yeah. blah blah that's, blah. That's our age, right? Uh, right, right. Because they didn't, they weren't really playing Bowie a huge amount. And then I guess probably Ashes to Ashes, and then and it was after that point that. That I started really kind of going. Yeah, backwards. and we and we find those things by um, uh, working backwards from not only what we're hearing, but from what the people that we already love are talking about. Um, uh, the, the musicians that uh, cite their influences. Right. Sure. Sure. It's sure. Bowie's one of those. Prince is one of those. Even people like Trent Reznor yeah. cited Bowie and Prince as references. Absolutely. As, as, as and, influences, and you do rather. That, you know, whereas Haggard was. I grew up with Haggard. Yeah. 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 That was a, a completely different thing. So it's, yeah, it's been country wasn't my my thing, but I was exposed to it because of living in Colorado and my stepdad would listen to the there was an AM station that was the oldest that was the first radio station in Colorado and really in the whole Midwestern or like mountain mountain region um, and they played this this during the eighties they played this kind of glorious mashup of old country and western stuff from the 50s, 60s, yeah. and, and then the new stuff, and they mixed it in with crossover rock and roll, you know, your Roy Orbison, your, your you know, Buddy Holly, you know, that kind of stuff that really kind of crossed over, um, and, you know, the kind of the singer-songwriter rock and roll stuff, um, Elvis, of course, and um, so that was kind of, and so, and then they played modern country music, you know, Kenny and Dolly and Loretta Lynn and all that, so. Which the, yeah, at that point, that was a really good phase. I, I that was what I heard when I was a kid, as opposed to uh, top forty was uh, was like AM country. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was a, a very good period for it because you had both um, the the outlaw stuff, which holds up and um, is you know still brilliant, um, 
but even the commercial stuff then was good too. I mean, I, you know, yeah, you when know, I look back at what I missed out on as opposed to that. Well, I'm, one of the, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know one of the big things about the '70s and the '80s is you still had variety shows. We talk a lot about yeah, on, on this yeah. show a lot about how the '70s was that threshold time where it was. the old was still around and yeah. the new was coming in. What you saw in the seventies reflected the tail end of vaudeville almost. Yes. Uh, which which you which you would see Bob Hope yeah. and Groucho Marx and and Milton Burrow. Milton Burrow yeah. and, 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 and uh Jack Benny. You'd see them on talk shows, the afternoon talk shows. Benny your Allen, Mike Douglas yeah. and your yeah, your Merv Griffin and your John yeah. Day. And then at night as well Bob Hope would come on and do walk ons on the Tonight Show and 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 that kind of stuff, and these people would come on and talk about old showbiz, and that was the thing that kind of launched me into being interested in old showbiz and hearing all those old stories and really liking that. And then, as soon as like the video generation started, the MTV thing in the in the mid eighties, that's when the old started trickling out. And then, of course, in the mid eighties, a lot of those people started, you know, the ones that were still around started dying off in the eighties and yeah. in the nineties. So it was kind of like that changing of the guard time period that we were around for. And, and I like the fact that I got exposed to a lot of that older yeah. stuff. Uh, I think Cliff was responsible for uh, um, actually bringing Hee Haw back into my life. Uh, <laughs> and, and Eric was there for that, too. There was a brief period where all three of us worked at, uh, at Kenny's. The DVD. And, yeah. and Cliff, Buck Owens. Uh, uh, Buck Owens, who's... Genius. He uh, was from and Roy Clark as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Buck Owens was from uh, um, Bakersfield. Yeah. Bakersfield. Yeah. Bakersfield. Yeah, Bakersfield Sound. That was actually he and Merle Haggard. He and Merle Haggard. Yeah, the Bakersfield Sound. Yeah, yeah, and the, those, those great players they had that were uh, uh, before Outlaw broke away from Nashville. There was that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, uh, yeah. An entirely homegrown scene, and man, they just. They just built this thing that sounds great to this day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's imitated every bit as much as oh uh, sure that, that Nashville stuff is. Well, Proops, Proops did a whole thing when Merle Haggard died. He had a, he he does these obituaries all the time on his podcast, and he's and been busy this year. Then yeah, 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 yeah. Sadly, yeah. he did one for Bowie, he did one for Prince, he did one for Merle Haggard, he did one for Muhammad Ali, he did one for et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the one he did for Merle Haggard was really good. Really good because I didn't know about all the whole Bakersfield sound and all that. Because oh, the yeah. country really was outside of my wheelhouse, other than what I listened to as a kid. It's not yeah. something I continued along with, <laughs> but something that when I hear it and I hear something old and it, it kind of takes me back, it's cool. So, yeah. Well, that was just like, yeah, it was me reflecting back on, yeah, that's, that's what I heard instead of what I was supposed to be hearing when sure, I was a kid. Sure, sure. kind of went straight from there to the alternative stuff that more informs what the Armors do, I guess. Um, but. What did you hear as a kid, Cliff? Uh, oh boy, I uh, was lucky enough. Um, on the one hand, just the regular AM top forty stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then thankfully I had uh, my my older brother kind of got me into first probably Paul Simon mm. and you know Simon Garfunkel to Paul Simon, which I think was ended up being an improvement usually. Uh, Paul Simon solo stuff. Though I like, never mind. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but, no, no, but also, no, 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 no. I like both. Just oh, I like both. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just see, uh, actually, Bridger of Troubled Water is an amazing album. I think he got to be a better songwriter as he went along. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So anyway, but that's uh, just a time and longevity thing, not necessarily a partnership or lack true. thereof. I love, 
the, the harmony singing with. Oh, sure, but, yeah. Anyway, and then and then. Well, you're because um, we because generally as the Armars we hate harmony singing. So right. You're, he, so we, this guy kind of pisses us off sometimes, <laughs> yeah. but he can like the harmony. That's fine. Yeah. All right, sure. So what else? What else besides? Oh, and then and then uh, it was just kind of cool. Uh, once again, through my brother, it was getting into things like I mean, I heard Bob Dylan from a pretty mm. early age, but and then uh, and Brandy Newman. And then uh, uh, Nilsson also kind of along with yeah. Randy Newman, oh, sort yeah. of, because they did they kind of had an association. And, sure. Um, and then uh, and then of course the Beatles that were you know one of my favorite yeah. bands from an early age and remain to this day. And Neil Young. Uh, you like Neil Young? Yeah, I know. Is that a thing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Why have we never talked about this before? <laughs> I, I'm I'm joking because. Cliff, Cliff and and Derek and I have played together for going on twenty years, and I think Derek sometimes probably wants to take an ice pick to both of our heads, <laughs> all the way through both of our skulls. That's a long or, ice pick. Yeah, well, I mean, he'd probably go find one after <laughs> having to listen to us really. too. Yeah, <laughs> drumstick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you tape him. He spends a lot of time there taping them together, so he can just get them through both of our skulls, so he doesn't have to hear us doing. Uh, I don't know what's a well. We just mustard. just a couple hours ago, where we were going, trying to run through Barstool Blues. Yeah, Barstool so, Blues. Yeah, you know, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> one of Neil's most popular and enduring not, songs not that Neil nobody's Young ever fan. heard of. Uh, <clears throat> it's not. Oh, it's not well, I've been exposed not, to Neil Young. You <laughs> guys. <laughs> <laughs> Have you now? Under yeah. duress. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and, 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 you know, some of it is really brilliant and some of it hits me and some of it I like, but I don't spend any time with yeah. the material in, in detail. I don't have to. And I wouldn't want to start competing in it either. Right. <laughs> but Derek also saves us. I mean, at the, with Skates and Rays, which was a three piece, just the three of us, um, there were songs, even that, that exist in our repertoire now, that, um, Probably would have just sounded like Crazy Horse if Derek wasn't a really awesome drummer and creative and heard a different thing in it. Like Doubtful Sound was uh, would have just been like another version of uh, another song on Zuma. Another song on Zuma, but Derek comes in with this uh, sort of jazz surf feel to it, and we're like, oh, thank God, <laughs> God. And then with the armoires, we've added more to it. Viola and harmonies sure. and, uh, and and chimey twelve string and stuff like that. So it, I must say, every time I walk into Kenny's Plumbing, there is the most interesting playlist. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> wafting through the store. Because oh, I was going to say that that station you were referring to in Colorado sounded like the playlist on Friday at Kenny's yeah. Plumbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you're 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 going. You're, you're, we're out in the garage working with my dad banging nails into something or turning a screw or a bolt or something and, yeah, yeah. and you hear you know 16 tons by Tennessee Ernie oh, Ford and then one. then North to Alaska by Johnny Horton then yeah. Islands oh, in the Stream wow. by Kenny and Dolly then you know an Elvis song and then um, you know and it's just the, and that just kind of flip flopping back and forth between the old and the new it's kind of like 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 it, up until very recently they were they were blasting in Coast FM in the, in the overhead speaker system oh, right I above saw you suffering right above my desk and i finally um they begged and pleaded and bled out the eyes to get them to turn it off and um they did um but it was that they would go back and forth between this modern you know pop music and then old you'd hear an old prince song or an old old new wave song or something you know and and that's kind of cool and i like that mixture of old and new um 
But yeah, I mean, I have memories about it, and and I don't. It's not my first choice of stuff to listen to, but I do have a playlist that I play whenever my parents are around. So that has a lot of that old stuff. It has like '70s soft rock and that kind of stuff too, because I love all that stuff too. It's so good for me lately that I take I take the country home with me, right? And I drive my wife crazy. With crazy, it. yeah. <laughs> and I just can't get enough of it. She has yeah. the hardest time. Like, what do you find in that? Yeah. <laughs> well, the old, it's just so soothing to the soul. Your your uh, George Jones cover was one of the, the great, <laughs> greatest right. things we were ever involved in. He stopped loving her. That's it. That's it. Search the internet for Skates and Rays doing that song. That's Derek on lead vocals and right. drums. Right. Live, actually. Right. I think you played. That's you awesome. played in segment the same time. That's time. awesome. But see, and I like. I always loved it when Family Guy would do a Conway Twitty and start playing some from some variety show in the seventies, and you see Conway Twitty with the giant Jiffy Pop hair. <laughs> and the, and the, the, the sparkly cape, you know, uh, you know, flared right. bottom. The seventies really was that magical time when you really had variety television. That was the end of variety television, and I, everybody had a variety show: yeah. Dolly Parton and Donnie and Marie, Sonny and Cher, Blood Tony Campbell, Orlando and Don, Johnny Cash. John, yeah, yeah, all yeah, those yeah, guys, yeah. yeah. I'll never forget my, my one of my favorite. Variety show memories is is Dolly Parton singing Jolene on her show, and then they cut to the audience, and she is out in the audience in a red wig as Jolene Jolene. in the audience, (laughs) and it's just one of those dumb TV things, you know. But it was just like that thing that stuck out in my head, and the 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 song that came along and reminded me of that thing. I hadn't thought about it for thirty years or whatever. Is when Jack White did Jolene as a B-side, just him and the guitar, and that's one of my absolute favorite covers of all time. Yeah. And then he produced that album for Loretta Lynn, too. Yeah, so yeah he did. Yeah, just yeah. outstanding. Please stop loving her today. Yeah. When you marry, but not to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff told me this great story that there was a, um, you know, there, there's a, that was a whole phenomenon of uh, answer songs. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and oh, do, yeah. do you remember the story that you maybe, told me? Maybe uh, that there was an answer song to uh, "He Stopped Loving Her Today" uh, um, by a female singer. Uh, uh, it was called "But She Never Really Stopped Loving Him." Oh. Hmm. Do you remember this at all? Hmm. Wow! You told me about this, and and my immediate thought was, "Why well, wouldn't you do an answer song to that answer song, which is like called?" Fat fucking lot of good it does, and now that he's dead, <laughs> which would be a pretty great country song when you think about it. And when I, I think I threw that out there to a bunch of my friends, and they said, well, "If you're not going to write it, I will." Well, the, know, maybe pro- someone has done. Probably it. one of the biggest answer, you know, answer songs is you know Neil Young, Southern Man, and Sweet Home Alabama, Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard yeah, Skinner. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you've got also. Um, after Bauhaus broke up, Tones on Tail did a song called The Movement of Fear, and Peter Murphy, on his first solo album after that came out, did The Answer is Clear, and they actually had, even had lyrics from the original song in there. <laughs> and then there's Bowie, uh, um, well, Peter Schilling did Major Tom Coming Home, yeah. you know, patterned yeah. after. And then yeah, Ashes to Ashes after mm-hmm. that as well, so, yeah. Was there an answer to Ashes to Ashes? Well, well Bowie answered answer. his, own, answer. his own, his own answer, answer song, yeah. It's like, Talking about Major Tom, yeah. yeah. The, the 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 story of that song, of them recording the video for that song, keeps coming up over and over and over again. And if you haven't heard it, 
they're recording the video out on the beach in, you know, in England somewhere, and they're recording the video using this clown outfit, and he's doing the video for Ashes to Ashes, and some old man comes wandering along the beach with his dog right through the middle of the shoot, and they're just like, you can't come in here, we're shooting a video, and he goes, and he goes, well, I, it's a public, public bloody beach, I can walk whatever I like, and he's like, well, don't you know who that is? He goes, yeah, it's some cunt in a clown outfit, <laughs> and then they pulled David Bowie that song, wow. and he went with that story, and he goes... Oh Christ! You're right. I am just some cunt in the clown. <laughs> that wound up being one of David Bowie's favorite stories of his career, and that also kind of signified a shift away from. I guess he felt like he was getting a bit pretentious and along certain lines or whatever, and he kind of it kind of humbled him and it took him in a whole different direction. So wow, that's suits. Great. Yeah, yeah, suits. Suits yes. from there on after. Yeah, suits. Whoa. Tin machine, baby, yeah. baby, baby. Your baby. accent reminded me of a story. When we were in England, um, we were driving from London to Oxford, and we stopped in Stratford. Mm. Um, Stratford on Avon. Yeah, oh no, this was, this was leaving. This was going from Oxford to Manchester when we left. Okay, Oxford to Manchester. <laughs> Sorry, I got it's, the details no, wrong. No, it's hard. It's all to, a blur it's, it's, right it's now. It's very much a blur. I, I can't was, believe I remember that at all. Yeah. Um, anyway, we stopped at um, this pub that was built in the 1400s. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, we so thought we'd be like escaping from beat music history, which is what we've been immersed in completely. If we're going to take in some Shakespeare, if we're going to get absorb some of that, right? Yeah. I've always been passionate about Shakespeare and I wanted to just at least be in the, in, in Stratford. I know he was, he did most of his stuff in London, but he was born there and buried there. So, um, anyway, this pub, there was a man there, just started a conversation, just said hello. And it turns out that he went to uh boarding school. He was a boarder, but, yeah. um, this bloke, uh, Mike Fleetwood mm-hmm. was, um, two years younger than him and was, uh, kind of a good drummer, according to this man. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, you know where that's going. <laughs> yeah, it turns out this. Yeah, it turned out to be Mick Fleetwood from yeah. Fleetwood yeah. Mac. Yeah. Another funny thing about that was he um, he told us uh, it, it, we we just fell in love with him. He was great, Paul. Right? Yeah. And um, Paul Dickinson was his name. Paul Dickinson is yeah. his name. Is his, yeah. So we gave him a copy of the record. Mm-hmm. And just I'm like okay, so that'll ship them all back, you know. He looks at it and he sees I'm playing a Rickenbacker and he says, "Oh, I used to have a Rickenbacker." And he goes into this whole story about how he bought all his different guitars. Yeah, a field. Filed. Yeah. Filed. Yeah. Sorry. So he says, "So he says, I still play. I sometimes come in here, go and play in this pub right here. I'm mostly acoustic." He says, "I played this guitar. You wouldn't have heard of it. It's called a filed." It's <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> that's, that's Robin Hitchcock's standby yeah, acoustic, yeah, the, yeah. the good old filed. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so... Just brilliant guy with everyone we met. That's That was my experience in London, too. I was I wound up talking to a journalist on the flight back where I'll just, you know, you stand and you get tired of sitting down to the person farting next to you, so yeah. you go and stand in the galley and drink all the free booze on Virgin Atlantic and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, 
you just stand in the back and I was talking to this journalist about the trip to London and all the things that I experienced in the six days that I was there. And he says, God, Christ, I lived here 30 years and I've never had any of that happen to me. You know, I have a conversation with a three hour talk with a Bobby guarding Buckingham Palace and you, you walk into a pub and meet two cloth cap cockney dock worker t- painter types and yeah. strike up a conversation with them and run into them a couple days later in another pub and they're talking to a British lord, uh, you know, a, you know, member of the House of Lords and another guy and, and all these different colorful characters and accents and there's this an, an old Scotsman who showed us around, it was a docent at the, 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 uh, the war museum, the Imperial War Museum, and, and, and how fascinating. We went in there just like look around, and we were just utterly fascinated with that place and, and stuff. And, and yeah, just all these neat little experiences that happened. Everything about it, uh, the trip for us was like that too. Everyone we stayed with, everyone we met, it was always a brilliant, yeah. brilliantly warm, embracing, fabulous experience. Right. And unique and it would have just yeah. seemed whimsical, so wonderful. much like uh, um, music was so much more into the woven into the fabric of things. Sure, even for these extremely working class people, um, it wasn't just this thing that they turned on to listen to. They all had some kind of history with it. And that, talk, talk, talk about Dave. Tell me about Dave. Well, our drummer. <laughs> In Liverpool, how, how we got him, and then what we found out about him because it was uh, yeah, incredible. that was brilliant in and of itself. Um, so my friend Kevin Perry um, is from Lee, or actually Saint Mary's, Saint Mary's, Mary's, but he always said Lee because nobody would ever know where Lowton Saint Mary's is. But Lee, L E I G H, is sort of known. It's it's between Manchester and Liverpool, mm-hmm. um, and so. I knew that we were going to Liverpool and that Kevin's family thought, lived close. Yeah, so we thought these guys might be coming with us, so we'd have them section. They did. Yeah. It's and okay, so, though, guys. Um, we emailed Norman Perry and said, so we're on our way to Liverpool in about a month and a half. Um, we don't know if we'll have a drummer or a bass player, but um, we're coming. Uh, we'll let you know. Um, do you have any advice? And so, eventually, when he found out that um, Derek wasn't coming and Cliff wasn't coming, he finally offered to play bass for us. Hmm. And he said he would, his drummer, or that he worked with, um, wouldn't be available, but he he would ask his yoga Yoga teacher, teacher. whose husband uh, is the... Drummer, no, she sings in that band, doesn't she? Oh, oh the singer. Okay, his yoga, so, yoga teacher also who's a singer, a singer in, in a, a northern soul band. soul band. So he would ask his yoga teacher if her drummer was available. So we got Norman Perry's yoga teacher's drummer, northern soul band's drummer, uh, Dave um, Dave Webb. Dave Webb, and so sent the songs. Norman learned the bass parts. Uh, Dave learned the drum parts. Um, we had one rehearsal for about seven hours, <laughs> uh, the day after we arrived in, uh, England and lo and behold, we do our first gig, do our first gig, um, do our second gig, do our third gig, do our fourth gig. And Dave and his wife are outside the, the cavern club looking at the bricks on the wall with the names on them. Yeah. So, I mean, just to 
little bit contextualize it, you know, the Cavern Club is basically a recreation on the same spot as as the Cavern Club that the Beatles started mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. And so Matthew Street right there has been turned into a tourist attraction as the like a shrine, the Beatles. Beatles. Beatles shrine kind of yeah. right, right, right. So there's, there's a statue of John Lennon. There's a statue of Eleanor Rigby nearby. There's, I mean, yeah, um, I mean, it's it, it's there to celebrate that whole scenario. Right. So we leave them. We go eat. We come back. And Dave is pointing at a brick and smiling ear to ear. These bricks say, you know, the Kinks, you know, Quicksilver Messenger Service, uh, you know, um, the Beatles, the, the, the Rolling Stones, uh, you know, I'll forward you a picture. You know, yeah. It's, it was absolutely incredible. So turns out that Dave was the actual drummer for... St. Louis Station. St. Louis Union. St. Louis Union. Yeah. I keep saying station. I'm so sorry about that. St. Louis Union um, band that did a Beatles cover that was on the charts. The char- in the charts, they say there. Yeah, in on, the charts. In the charts. In the charts, yeah. They say there. <laughs> um, that's true. Um, and The Girl, a, a cover of Girl. They were considered a freak beat band, St. Louis Union. Um, they were considered a freak beat band along the lines of The Who and The Creation mm-hmm, and that kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and this was in 1964, three, four. Three, four, five, yeah. Yeah. And we kind of thought, well, so he's pointing to a brick of, maybe he played with these guys later mm-hmm. on or something mm-hmm. like that? No, he was Go the actual Wikipedia, drummer. The lineup mm. of that band, he was the drummer for wow. this band. On that hit single. Um, That's really and cool. We, yeah, so we had a, like a real kind of mercy beat legend. Nice. In our back line without knowing it for, nice. for three gigs. And, and then we were, the neat thing about that was that we were able to put that up on the internet, and his daughter was able to see it and say, "Well, my dad's a hero." Yeah, I mean, like you know, that was great. Uh, that you know, they yeah, dad was some guy that uh, you know goes out and plays with the Northern Soul Band when he can. But uh, all of a sudden they were like, "But he's been to the, he's just gone to the Cavern Club and played where the Beatles did with these crazy Yanks with the blonde hair and the glasses." <laughs> uh, but uh, that revealed to them this whole kind of past that he had, which just, again, points us to the fact that, uh, you know, there's this kind of classless way in which, uh, mm. I mean classless in terms of unclassy, but like class blind right. uh, thing in their culture where um, music is just... Music is music is music. music, is music. You, play, yeah. you, do you play it. with musicians and it's, you just get together and it's you do it. Into and, your and life. Maybe maybe you worked on some hit record and maybe you didn't, but you're doing the thing. And, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. And I felt that way also about Matt's lifestyle in a way too. In Oxford. In Oxford, Matt. Uh, uh, he's got this. We should plug Matt because nobody does. Uh, uh, he has this band called Charms Against the Evil Eye. He's oh, they're huge, great! Huge Hitchcock fan. Oh yeah. Um, Sounds uh, like it. Uh, great fretless bass player, exactly in the mold of uh, Andy Metcalf, who Love it. who backed us as well. Um, you know, um, and uh, he's got this great band. He doesn't uh, go out and, and promote the hell out of it. They just opened for Miracle Legion right after we left. Um, and it's just sort of like a thing. Well, cool. you know, we go out and do our music, and it's not like we go out and do. You know, and then we go back to our work, and then we do mm-hmm. whatever whatever is that we do. But it's not like they go out and do, um, you know, the cover band thing or whatever. We actually go out and do our weird little original Brit pop psychedelic s- songs about uh, 
Terry Walpole's warped out camera. You know? <laughs> um, their, their signature song they just finished is called Ichthyophagus. Wow. Yeah. You know, like a real, you know, toe tapping concept of a song, right? Yeah. yeah. Kind of like uh, a trailer bite. <laughs> trailer bite, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's what you're going to see. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's fine to be out and do your band, be in your band that does Ichthyophagus or, isn't an ichthyophagus like a hard armored fish, like prehistoric it mean, fish? It just means a fish eater. Fish eater. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Esophagus. Yeah. Okay. So and that's yeah. fine. That's it. You do that. You go out and do so that. So pescatarian, basically. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Great band. Very cool. Yeah, I'll put links up to anybody we talk about. Like I go back oh, through and listen. I go back through and listen and. Grab out all the little things to refer to and put links up on the wow. blog post. Wow. Well, if, if we were to look back on the British trip and and talk about the links that we would want, the people that we want to... You can shoot me an email. Around. I will put up links to everybody. Well, Christina, tell, tell them about the, some of the bands. Hi, everyone. Michael here with a special offer for you, the listeners of the Something Something Experience podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend Born Standing Up, a comics life by Steve Martin. In the mid-1970s, Steve Martin exploded into the comedy scene. By 1978, he was the biggest concert draw in the history of stand-up. In 1981, he quit forever. Born Standing Up is, in his own words, the story of, quote, why I did stand-up and why I walked away, end quote. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash something2xp. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash something2xp for your free audiobook. If you sign up using that URL, they'll give us a little something in return, and you'll be supporting an independent podcast just like that. Thanks for listening, and now, back to the show. All the bands were fantastic. Uh, One of the first experiences we had was with this... Band from Israel, Tel Aviv. Yeah. Uh, from Tel Aviv, they were called the Corridors, mm. and they just—they rocked the house. They just—they blew us all away. Wow. They were spectacular, um, pure power pop exuberance, and you know, fabulous lyrics and fabulous melodies just and great harmonies, and mm-hmm. um, we couldn't believe. Our they, luck in they recognized us right away because anytime we're going to do, <laughs> do one of these shows, uh, because we love community building. We, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a big part of what the Armores do. Sure. Um, so well, uh, you I'll, started I'll, your own monthly festival. Correct. Well, so. I always reach out to all the bands we're going to be playing sure. with. And some of them they're going to be coming here. Some of them are going to tour. Some of them are. They're going to tour. So they and they're um, going to be coming here and they're going to tour and um, they actually listen to our our album and uh, loved it and, and got us on radio in Tel Aviv we were playing their album for these guys yeah this was um, while he was uh, Facebooking us and we got to That's tell the, um, the lead singer Adi, yeah. Adi the Corridors Adi, um, yeah. Moss uh, Moscow, Moscow, Adi Moscow, yeah. Moscow mm-hmm. um, of the corridors, saying, "Oh, we were just playing your album for our bandmates, and they were so excited." It was, I don't know, in Tel Aviv. There's somebody on Facebook messaging 
us about our music while we're listening to their music, messaging them back That's about awesome. saying it's terrific. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, it's delightful. It, it, that kinds of that kind of thing happens to us all the time. We're yeah. really privileged. I mean, I, you tell tell the story about London and the Scottish story. radio. Oh, this is a beautiful story. Of, yeah. So, I guess, we, I guess it starts in Liverpool because it we, does start in Liverpool. Kate Brennan was supposed to do the shows at the Cavern Club, and she wasn't able to um, because of medical issues. So um, we sort of backed her family um, playing behind them for her set. And um, we, we did the songs of Kate Brennan that is performed by the La Follette sisters and the Armors. Yeah, and Kate was supposed to do a radio interview for Scottish Radio Cam Glenn. Um, Scottish Radio of Glasgow. In Glasgow. Uh, with uh, Rosalind Barclay. Bar- Barclay. Barclay. Yeah. And she wasn't able to do that. But Rosalind came and saw us um, perform. We got to give her a signed CD. And she brought her we, sister along as a surprise. It was the sweetest birthday thing. gift to go to the Cavern Club from, mm. from Glasgow. Really for this really nice. stuff. So here we are, um, and all of a sudden, Ross says that she's going to play us on the radio in Glasgow. In Glasgow. Wow. So uh, through this, through our journey, we ended up in London we, at an Italian restaurant, waiting for. One of my daughter's best friends, like I said, Sebastian, from uh, Denmark, uh, listening to our West Virginia song on Scottish radio. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yes, our, our, yeah, our Danish friend, Sebastian, shows up in the Italian restaurant in time to hear our song. He didn't hear the whole song, but he got to hear it being back announced with the, the Scottish brogue. Um, uh, the waiter. It was so surreal. Us, the waiter let us. Uh, yeah. We, the waiter turned down the music in the restaurant so people can hear our song on the cell phone. Uh. And then we gave him we gave him a copy of the CD, and he put it up on display with these incredible wine bottles and all of their knickknacks that were on this shelf wow. with, that it's were lit up. That's so right great. That's so great. It, 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 it was the night after we played in London. We we we. Drove from <clears throat> Manchester to London that day, and you had to. Oh, I hate roundabouts. I don't ever want to drive in London <laughs> she, again, she drove. ever. It was horrible. I, I can't. We got I, there, we did it. We, <laughs> we met my ex nephew, who's a Cajun fiddler from Louisiana. Do you want to get this? Do you want this to get any crazier? Wow. He played the show with us. Um, our friend Sebastian from Denmark was there. Uh, the next morning we got booted out of our hotel uh, and made it to that Italian restaurant um, even even so truly like when we were standing out in front of the Cavern Club in Liverpool for the first time we were at that moment being played on radio in Virginia for the Virginia first time Virginia Tech yeah WUVT wow and um, kind of the DJ Ken Ostrander had listened to our album with his daughter the weekend before and said he was absolutely loving it. Wow, that's cool. They both were. And so he's he's been playing us ever <clears throat> since then. Yeah. We, and we're, we're actually number one on his... Yeah, on his show, yeah. Our album yeah. is number one on his show wow, right now. Wow, that's great. That's um, great. And it's, um, all this stuff seems to happen when we're in a we're in a meaningful place and this meaningful event is happening somewhere else in the world, doesn't it? 
Yeah, we're never in the same place that it's happening at the same time. It's sort of, yeah, that's, it's, it's strange how this kind of, uh, kismet of connection happens. I've experienced that with the podcast a bit too, of, of being someplace and then, and getting up the nerve to talk to somebody and then it leads to somebody else. And, you know, that's how I got Joel Murray on the show was seeing him at a, you know, walking up to him at a Greg Proops gig at the, at Bar Lubitsch and, and, and there's other people who I talk to and they're, they're connecting me with other people as well. And yeah. we had a comedian Dax Jordan on and turns out his dad was the engineer for the Dr. Demento show and he's oh, coming wow. down in August and he's going to be on to talk old Dr. Demento stories and stuff. Oh, that's so, so cool. So yeah, that'll Definitely be cool Definitely want to hear too. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll be cool. Those are going to yeah. be good stories. Yeah. And he's actually going to probably bring another, there's another engineer of another person who worked on the Dr. Demento show he's going to have. Now, I contacted Barrett Hansen, and, he, you know, I'm friends with him on Facebook, and he's, he's too busy to do interviews these days, but, but you know, get the engineer and somebody else who worked on the show, too, and that, just all the, I love, I love old showbiz stories, and I love hearing stories of those little weird connections oh, everywhere. Yeah. It's like you're, it's like you're living in a James Burke show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm not Nelson Bragg. That oh, yeah, he said. got confused with Nelson Bragg and got pegged in... Some publication is a Nelson Bragg look-alike. Nelson Bragg's a, a percussionist uh, who's uh, been in uh, Brian Wilson's touring band for a while. Oh. Brian Wilson's touring uh, the UK right now, and everybody that was in Liverpool was a huge Brian Wilson fan. Of course, we of course. all are. Of course, um, and they were all following those uh, those shows. It, I, it's happened to me a few times in LA, but it's bizarre that it happened even more in the UK. Yeah, yeah. There's a picture of me just like. Nelson Bragg look like well, no. I mean, this is me, Rex Broom. This is Nelson Bragg. This is Mike Mills. <laughs> people you might get confused and might make a sort of okayish power trio, but never will. So, uh, so what's you got the album coming out? What's oh, the official yeah. release date? Well, we're doing our big stir. Uh, CD release party on the 25th mm-hmm. at CIA mm-hmm. but because of the way that CD the Baby and Amazon.com were set up we <coughs> had to give 30 days from when we submitted our stuff um, to get the pre-release uh, downloads and uh, be able to give somebody a free track as a, right. as a part of that Which so we wanted to be able to do right. that scheduled out to be July 5th but if you if you look carefully, you can probably find the digital tracks available already. But um, they're on Amazon. They, they exist on Amazon. Um, but as far as uh, hopefully within the next few days, we'll be able to announce that it's you know ready for pre order. Up and running. Yeah. yeah. Right. But we didn't want to announce it before the actual physical product was available because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right now it's on Amazon just for. Downloads. You can download the album, or you can download uh, singles. But yeah, we, this is the the storm we're in right now. Um, we knew that uh, coming back from the UK, we had the album available for sale there. Uh, but we knew that when we came back, the uh, the official release was the next thing we had to sort of caretake. Mm-hmm. And we're not good at this. We're hopefully good at 
music. <laughs> Songwriting, expressing ideas. Well, marketing is a whole separate marketing career whole and separate skill set. Really but these and days, everybody has to be their own their own, their own marketing correct. department. So yeah. we're poor at it. Um, but uh, Same here. They're doing a pretty good job. Though, uh, well, we get... And um, thank you, Cliff. And working because, hard at it. Because, uh, at uh, it, yeah, the, everyone else in the band looks at us like we're doing very well at this. Uh, we're doing a lot on this. I don't know if we're doing it well. I mean, what do you think? Uh, we're doing the best we can. We're doing the best we can, can, yeah. Um, for true artists, you're doing pretty well. For true artists, <laughs> hard yeah. Well, I, well, hey, if we're true artists, then maybe we should not do as well as we do. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, we, yeah, we do have to do this whole thing. We do all our own um, design work and well not not the the cd itself that was done brilliantly by shana um visual lab design visual oh lab my design. goodness yeah. anybody wants an album cover they Please. need to yeah. look up visual lab design we'll shana we'll give you a link Federer to her closer. for sure cool um uh, she's amazing and the other guy that did the skates and rays record you can link to him too he, <laughs> he did a good job too um but yeah, mine she, was pretty yeah. simple. That was pretty simplistic compared to this new one. Yeah, I mean, she, I'm, lots no, of she, lots of good Photoshop a, layering and things like that. She did a so. brilliant job with I'm, that. Yeah, it I was ref- really impressed with that. It artwork. reflects so much of the themes of the record, and we we never even talk about the record or the songs anymore. Um, but uh, it, the the design reflects that. Mm-hmm. The light Do you feel like the, the the this this com- this compilation of songs that I mean, it, it's an album, but it's a collection of songs. You feel like these are the kind of songs that kind of tell their own story or that, that, that you, you said you don't talk about the songs much anymore. So is that different from how you've been with other songs and other times yeah, before? Well, I mean, we don't... Well, all I meant by that was that uh, it seems like we're beholden right now to just discuss... Oh, the band where does the press and, release go? Yeah, all that kind of all that kind. Where of, do we get our press contact? Excuse me. The, How do all, we announce yeah, this? All yeah. that kind of horse shit stuff. Yeah. We'd rather be. Um, I mean, for, it was delightful for a second to even talk about the visual design of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much less, you know, be in the position to say what the songs mean to us or what the the feel of them, what 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 albums inspired us, what songs inspired us. Well, but the cool thing about the album, in and of itself, is it. It starts with Fort Ashby, which is about reflecting on childhood. Mm-hmm. All I remember is the lights. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in the middle is playing with the lights. It's it's the song that um, we wrote in memory of Ian, mm-hmm. all of the good mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. that he gave us. And it ends with Double Blades, which is also about sometimes you're wishing for... Clear skies and sunshine. Sometimes you're wishing for snow, yeah. um, which ends the album. And all of those things, remembering the lights, thinking, uh, all I can think of is the lights in Fort Ashby, playing with the lights all throughout that song, and then um, Clear Skies and sun- Sunshine Yeah. at um, the end. It's, it's about childhood. It's about... Um, adulthood, adulthood with reconnecting with childhood, um, and everything in between. Yeah. Which All is, the songs in between are about com- completely different things, but that's sort of the through line. Yeah, in the beginning, middle, and end of that. Uh, yeah, um, and, and that imagery. Uh, all the images that are that are compiled into that artwork are are from our our show at the Orange County Fair last year. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. which connected very much with that uh, light show idea. They were all kind of pulled from that. Um, so it, it sums it up very well. Um, yeah, we talked about a, lot of, a, a, a few of those songs last time, too. Fort Ashby and Play With The Lights. Yeah. And, yeah, so... Um, and uh, um, I think uh, I'm, I'm really happy to have uh, um, Double Blades as the as the last song. That actually, as the last song on the record, although it was a roundabout way of doing things, uh, is the the song that features the band as it currently is. Mm. Uh, that is Derek on the drums. That is Cliff on the bass. That is Larissa on the viola, as she is all throughout it, holding the album together. Uh, we're really happy and really grateful for the reactions that we're getting. We're mm-hmm. uh, people are playing us on the radio. People are um, reviewing the record very well. Um, people are saying very touching things to us about what it means to them. Um, it feels like more than we deserve I mean not that we haven't worked our butts off we have but it feels like more than we deserve what you're putting into it you're getting more back out of it well yeah um, uh, I don't know say something (laughs) (laughs) uh We worried very much because of the circumstances going into the album uh, about whether we could ever, um, whether it would be a, a, a cohesive thing to listen to. Uh, the circumstances of the creation of the album involved uh, things that um, started off here a lifetime ago um, with the uh, Ian uh, recording and engineering the drums and um, and he wasn't there anymore and we had uh, our our friend Alan in uh, Canada working with uh, the tracks that we sent him uh, which started here and in other different places too Um, all these different aesthetics and then we we ended up uh, once we were uh, playing with people that uh, understood what we were doing um, we we had uh, uh, Glenn from the Cherry Blue Storms um, another band sort of of her ilk um, very established he's the former guitarist for the Dickies as well mm, okay. um, produced the, the back end of the album largely because Alan uh, in Toronto uh, shattered his shoulder while he was trying to mix us you know not because he was trying to mix us it just happened oh. uh, and another whammy <laughs> there were whammies after whammies after whammies I would say uh, and we just we knew we were looking at an album that was more of a diary than a snapshot sure does that, does that seem fair mm-hmm. the snapshot idea of we do it all in one place and it's a cap- and it captures right. one moment right. well this was a diary this was two years of something that you pick up and take with you and carry with you and is with you throughout in different places and different events and different yeah. people yeah. Uh, and 
I guess the thing that worried us the most was, is anyone going to be able to listen to this as, as a piece? Mm-hmm. Is it mm-hmm. anything that's going to connect? I mean, yeah, it's the same two voices singing together all the time. Well, our mastering engineer, Wayne Pete, really put things together in that way. I mean, it clearly sounds like one thing and um, one band. Yeah, one band, yeah. So yeah. he was brilliant at that. Yeah. And he's also a multi-instrumentalist with a jazz background, right, Cliff? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Long time friend of Cliff's. All kind of, yeah. all kind of music, yeah, but he's actually uh, yeah, great at uh, a lot of new new music kind of jazz kind of thing and etc. But he records and mixes and plays instruments for well, the recordings and right. He's a great great uh, piano and uh, uh, D three player. Order and, order and, three player. Yeah, sure, yeah. And he has a son at UCLA whose uh, name is Ellington Pete, who has a sort of prominent band yeah, on the Apollo, UCLA Apollo campus. Soul. Yeah. Yeah. Apollo Very Soul. Cool. Very cool. At least their uh, first album. Nineteen, yeah, just yeah, like my daughter. Yeah, and at UCLA. Just and like at UCLA, daughter, so. just like my daughter. They haven't run in the same circles yet, but they will put them together. Yeah. So the, somehow we made it all. I hope we worried a lot, and and we did sit down and listen to it after the mastering process and try to clear our minds of. Uh, our, our knowledge of where it came from emotionally and uh, intellectually and everything and just say does this take us somewhere cool. well, it sounds like you're getting a lot of good feedback and it, it, it's it's connecting with people it's making them feel and that's, that's some it. of the quotes that we've gotten are that it gives them a sense of place hmm. or it's like a Twilight Zone episode that sort of takes you away for a while or reminds them of a Tom Waits lyric, or sure. I mean, there's all kinds of wonderful, That's thoughtful quotes yeah. that we've gotten. We'll share those with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. sure. Um, almost better than we could have expected. I mean, yeah, it's surreal. It they, really I, is. It's like the the things that people say about it as a sense of place that you go into it and it's there. You live in that world for a while, and you come and out of it. What's exactly what we were worried about it not being able to do? Very worried about that. Yeah, but you know, we were proud of every little individual piece of it, but about it all together. Um, but that someone—that's that's the kind of thing I think about a record like a Blonde on Blonde or mm-hmm. Murmur or uh, you know, even Parallel Lines. These, uh, these records that have this very, very much of a place element of light, maybe. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Revolver things that just are of of a piece. You go into it, you come out of it. The only way to ever get back to that world is to mm-hmm. go play it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, What's your favorite album of all time? <clears throat> I don't know, but that is exactly how, sorry. Is, that's exactly how Robert Fripp uh, described the first day with David Sylvian. He's like, "This is the first time I've heard, sat down and listened to something where I felt like I entered it and then I came out the other end of it." <laughs> I was I was on a, I was on another podcast um, um, where they. I can't remember the name of it right now, but um, I, they did mine and I did his. And he and his podcasting partner pick an album that maybe one of them or both of them, neither one were very familiar with or something, and they just pick an album and kind of go through it and talk about it. And 
he had me on and had me pick an album and, and, and I picked Disintegration by The Cure because for me, that's an album for me Very that, that place, I go into, a, a place, yeah. into this quagmire of, of emotion and Terrific. feeling and, 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 the atmosphere Where of the, that album, the sound, very, the sentiment, yes, and yeah, and yeah. everything, just from beginning to from the wind chimes at the end to the <coughs> fade out of the accordion at the last, on the end of the last song, yeah. and you feel like there's a bookend there, and you you're going into a place and then you're coming back yeah. out of it, yeah. And, and yeah, so that's I know exactly that that's how that album definitely resonates with me. In that, can I fashion. answer your question now? Yes, please. <clears throat> it's laughing stock. <laughs> uh, talk talk. All right. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I can't really explain why, but it's it's the perfect place to hide. <coughs> That's it's a great just, way to put it. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it is. That's a terrific thing. I mean, if I, if if we could claim to have made someone's perfect place to hide. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, that, I, I could, that, I could, I've I never could, thought of it that I way. But, but you put it, you put on a pair of headphones and you can. If, if that was you it, really can hide from the world. If there's one person in the world who's place to hide is incidental light show or whatever other records we make after this then you know mission what's, accomplished what's your place hey, to go up. place to go album oh, I have there's so many of course it, but yeah but uh, it was funny when you were talking about listing albums that are kind of of a piece yeah. you know in a place like we're talking about one that just came to mind was uh, the Bell album by uh, Al Green Hmm. I, that's that album is amazing. It's after when you stopped working with William Mitchell, which is that great distinctive sound which I love. And the Bell album has this really weird kind of production, <laughs> but it's intensely personal. And uh, his singing is just you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. And it just it's just you know all this emotion, but then you know some kind of his. Uh, I I love Al Green, and and on some of the songs where he even kind of you hear him kind of start. Laughing with joy at his own singing, or he kind of you hear a little clapping as he's kind of going along, and I don't know that that album is uh, is an amazing one. Mm-hmm. One of you know about you know a hundred at least that I would say were my favorite all time album though. Nice. <laughs> we may all be relics for even talking about albums at this point. Yeah, sorry. Oh my gosh! I mean, well, the first thing that leapt into I, I have so many too, but the first thing that leapt into my mind it was. Yellow Brick Road, Elton John. Oh, by Yellow Brick Road, yeah. 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 That, no, that's one of my ex-wife's favorites, too, the, that whole album. Yeah. Isn't, like, Funeral for a Friend on exactly. there? And yeah, It's yeah. a journey. Yeah, yeah. It's Benny really... and the Jets. And, I mean, there's so many. But, yeah, Goodbye there. Yellow Brick Road, though, that song, I never appreciated Elton John. I, you know, listened to him on the radio, but I didn't appreciate Elton John until I was with Catherine, and, and she had this... Mad, her, she and, and Rich Italiano, who... Um, I should definitely have on the podcast at some point, but he he was the music director for Teletoons. They met in college, and he did together the two of them. They used to send. Them, remember back in the back in the day in in Denver, the 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 local version of L.A. New Times and Westward, and they would send. They were working in the in the in the um, personal department. And they were sending little dumb messages to each other on the back page, and a lot of them was. References to Elton John songs and stuff. So. Yeah, that's a very special thing. I think that record um, because there's a, there's a sound that unifies it, but it's really special when you can have a series of stories. They're all self-contained stories, yeah. but they all resonate with each other as well. Right. The, the, yeah. the types of the characters that flow between them. Uh, I, I hope because we, I mean I think we're a band that's 
almost evenly split between concerns of sound and, and, and sonic stuff like that uh, and and lyrical content um, and trying to create that resonance between the two which was I think I think disintegration was a great example of that yeah, so, yeah. Um, where it all kind of becomes a package that package sounds like a terrible word well no I, it, it is you mean the whole thing yeah. I mean, but like a package that's like a wrapped a box like a like, yeah. like it's not just a container it's it's there's a there's a, a, a sense of occasion to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly. Cool. You know, like a wrapped present, like a with pretty paper and a ribbon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. An album can. And yeah. Another one that I thought of while we were talking about that was Prince 1999. Yeah, because, exactly. Because, because you know, you have your hit songs, great, terrific, wonderful, but that was the first time that he really made an album as a thing, as a mm-hmm. full rounded. Thing. And the artwork was different, and the everything, and, and the double, and the you know the the yeah. the gatefold album cover, you know album cover, and then and the double album, and all the artwork on the inside, and then but the, just just hearing that again, like with headphones on, and falling into that, and those the, all the lush, rich you know synthesizer stuff, and everything, and and those really long eight minute, eight ten minute songs, right. and, and yeah. you know. Um, yeah, that that definitely that's a that's a journey. That's an experience. That's a that's a down into a gully and back out again. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. And do you enjoy your time there? Or mm. <coughs> oh yeah. The only way you can come back to it is to spend. And I hear one of those songs, and it doesn't hit me the same way as when I'm listening to the whole Co- album. Yeah, right. That's a really good point too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you listen to the whole thing as a whole, and it's an experience. Whereas exactly. a song is great, and I love. There's some of those songs I put some of those longer tracks on compilations and stuff, and hear them over and over again. And they're on playlists that I hear on my Google Music all the time. But then hearing it as a whole album, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a different experience. Yeah, yeah, and it's good that some people still want to have that experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we all remember it. I mean, you know. Uh, the sound of what we do, whether that's, you know, retro or not, is one question, I guess. But, uh, I mean, we kind of, we, we hope it's timeless because of what it what brings together. But that experience of uh, um, wanting to have what, it's, it's kind of a weird freak of uh, uh, technology that it turned out to be 45 minutes is... is how long this stuff is, you know, that's what, you know, one and the other side of a vinyl right, record right, right, right. to be. 23 minutes. But we're there and we yeah. think we, we still live there. We, we wish this thing was on vinyl. We think of it as side A and side B. Um, and yeah, uh, but that would be disingenuous to, for us to put something out that was geared to the internet world when, you know, our, we cut our teeth on vinyl, uh, 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 or at least that the form that was dictated by vinyl. Uh, so. so you're going to release the album at the Stir? Can I have like an official release party at That's the right. next Stir on June yes. 25th? Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys are playing the festival in San Diego again, the IP. San Diego, LA, and San Francisco. Oh, yeah. IPO, International IPO. Pop As Overthrow. Overthrow. And the Orange County Fair. And the Orange yeah. County Fair. And we're in the process of finalizing a, a tour that kind of connects the dots. Uh, I, um, we were hoping to play up the coast on the way to uh, 
to San Francisco. We are playing with uh, Plastic Soul on most of those dates. <clears throat> our good friend Stephen Wilson, Plastic Soul, who's kind of our you know deputy in charge of uh, Big Stir, handled it while we were in the UK. Cool. Uh, trip, just wonderful band. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake Jones in the drag shop. Blake Jones is playing with us in San Francisco. So we're kind of trying to put together a tour. And I hope this will come together soon. We're certainly working on it. Um, <coughs> the, uh, you know, given the fact that we were able to put those dates together in the UK, putting something together in California shouldn't be that hard, right? You hope. <laughs> <coughs> we do hope, yeah. Um, and it's exciting, the the different acts we're playing with in all these different cities. Uh, um, we're going to be backing up uh, Kate Brennan again. Mm-hmm. Um her first show she's played in a, in a while, I guess. Um, and many of those bands that we've met over the, the past year are going to be playing with us in, in San Diego again and, and, and up here as well. So, yeah, once again, it's it's our time to... Um, not just for ourselves, but uh, the community that we would like to see come out of this. Uh, cool. And, uh, yeah... We're just very much in a different place than we were the last time we talked with you. Cool. That's good. That's good. It sounds like it's definitely a forward-moving, upward-moving kind of place. So that's good. That's good. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is this has been fantastic. I'm really I'm so glad we got to get a chance to get together again and get to tell you know Liverpool stories and festival stories <laughs> and talk about stuff. Um, each one of you, is there anything out? Um, right now that that you've been consuming on some level. I know you guys are kind of in producing mode in terms of producing work, but in in the interim, in the in-between time, is there something that you consume, read, watch, listen to, or have been going back to, or anything, any, any of the above, of any kind of media whatsoever? Anything? Yeah, yeah anything. I've been watching yeah. a lot of live Judas Priest. Okay. There you go. Yeah. That was the answer you like, expected like to hear from 82 or something like that. Sure, sure. Festivals. It's just prime time. Nice. Okay. I don't know why. There's just so much I'm getting out of it. Wow, yeah. that's great. That's great. Yeah, that's exactly the sort of thing. Whatever you'd recommend to somebody else to go check out. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Right? I just started um, a Japanese Netflix series with my daughter called um, Atelier. Okay. Um, about the fashion industry. Oh, okay. It's adorable, to cool. say the least. <laughs> and very compelling. Cool. Cliff? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, well, you know, there's, there's an album that I've listened to forever, and I just listen to it again a lot. I love uh, John Wesley Harding by Bob Dylan. I love uh, Kenny Buttry's drumming on that, especially. But the songs, too. Cool. Um, I don't... I don't think I do anything to entertain myself. <laughs> Not even music wise. I just work on this band. Um, uh, all I can even refer to is the uh, our fellow travelers, uh, the, the bands that we that we see. I was thinking that too. And I, I, my I'll, little brother. I was going to say my little brother. Um, this is just an incredible great. band um, from uh, Cumbria in the north of England, northern even even more northern. Um, it's pretty far north. Uh, my little brother, and to be clear, it's all one word. Um, uh, just a really, really fantastic band that played with us in uh, in Liverpool. The um, Corridors. The Corridors from Tel Aviv. 
Um, uh, Micah Gilbert. Micah Gilbert uh, in Scotland, from, originally from Athens, Georgia. Um, I would say Spy Genius uh, from Down London Way. Again, I would like to throw some love uh, to the to Matt Sewell and uh, Charms Against the Evil Eye, Absolutely. who don't do enough for themselves, uh, considering how completely brilliant they are. It it really is. And then the bands we're playing with in San Diego, Scott Samuels, uh, uh, Steve Rosenbaum, uh, the Super Buffet, people that have gone back and forth between L.A. and San Diego to play shows with us and us to play shows with them. Um, the Cherry Blue Storms, a uh, terrific band, uh, again, helped us out so much in, uh, with Glenn producing the rest of the, the record. Uh, Kate, who's not only just a great musician that we back up, Kate um, Brennan. Uh, but also is the head of our label, Black Market Glamour, cool. Cool. Um, and has been such an inspiration to us. Uh, um Goodness, Plastic Soul, whom we're touring with, Blake Jones, whom we're, whom we're going to be touring with as the well. World Record. The World Record, a fantastic band. Uh, we stayed with a, a, a friend that we met here while we were in London, uh, Samishta, um, who came to see us at our show in London, and she said, well, come st- don't waste your money in this terrible hotel, come stay with me uh, for your last night in London, and she put on the World Records album. She heard them when she came to do a two-song set at the Big Stir with us uh, up here. Cool. And that's like, you know, her favorite band now. I'm sure she likes us just fine, but uh, <laughs> the world record is absolutely brilliant. One of our favorites. Uh, um, some of these bands that don't even uh, get out as all the that much. Dolls. The Living Dolls, whom we just adore. Uh, huge inspiration for us. All, we could go on, sure, on, and on and about on. this uh, for ages. Um, the bands that inspired us, uh, the bands who are so wonderful, and then they come and tell us that they think we're okay, and we're just like, really? You guys, <laughs> you guys think we're okay? Cool. We'll, we'll try to do a show with you, and um, uh, they've inspired us to do so much. Uh, That's great. That's great. Can you think of anyone else? I mean, we could go on forever, but we could. I'm sure we've forgotten people, but... Yeah. Monkey doesn't have that much time. I know. <laughs> wonderful, so many wonderful bands, so many wonderful people. Um, and uh, we're blessed, absolutely blessed, to be in the position that we're in. Um, when I took home the recording of our brand new song, the one that uh, is not even on the album, right. but we're going to be able to get it to people within a month of the album coming out. And I played that for my daughters, uh, who watched us do, have watched us do everything that we've done. Um, we'll give you an exclusive copy of it. Cool. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and I was saying to them, um, 95% of people who start bands don't get to do what we're doing now. I mean, there's the top 1% mm-hmm. of the people that you've heard of, mm-hmm. and the Armoires are not people that you've heard of and may mm-hmm. never be. Mm-hmm. But they don't get to do the kind of things that we are blessed to be able to do now. Cool. And um, I was telling that to them almost as if it's like an excuse for what Dad wastes his time on, you mm-hmm. know, although, mm-hmm. they, although they appreciate what I do, and, and they're, I think they're happier to have me, weird me as a dad, than they would be with some other circumstances. Uh I was just kind of telling it to them to say, 
I'm not crazy. People are enjoying this. People are hearing this. People want to... But it, it took that for me to understand it for myself. Mm-hmm. This is... We're at a position which is not the toppermost of the poppermost, as the Republicans would say, but is more than most people who say, hey, let's just, let's just jam for a bit. Um, or even people that have even more mercenary or uh, um, commercial aspirations than, than we do. Uh, they don't get to do this. We do. I don't know if we deserve it, but we do. We get to do it, and we try to uh, bring other people along for the trip. Mm-hmm. We try to get back. That's good. That's good. <laughs> it's nice, this Rex. It's nice that you're not a complete dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These yeah, guys, I, like I don't the, know. <laughs> I just want to say I'm that trying. the whole sense of building a community, I think it's in our blood. I think mm-hmm. it's in everyone's sure. blood to want to share that yeah. communal sort of essence that, I mean, we all aspire to have that, to live in that yeah. world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't even matter what walk of life or what profession you have or what you know artistic bent you have I think just being able to find where you fit in and other people that actually fit in with you that you can share your ideas your music your whatever it's just it's it's an amazing gift and I am just really 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 grateful that it's been happening for us in that respect and we're humbled yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we sort of put it out there and put it together for it to happen, but never imagined it would be just so wonderful, so the, special. The so. first time that we opened our mouths and tried to sing uh, Double Blades together, it would have been inconceivable. That that very moment, that uh, um, Italian restaurant in London with our Danish friend listening to ourselves on Scottish radio. Right, 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 right. There's no straight line from those no. two places. And, yeah, we our reaction to that is not, wow, aren't we badass? But, no, uh, oh, God, uh, no. It's, <laughs> uh, it's, oh, my God, if someone else can feel this, this yeah. if we can be a part of yeah. someone else being able to feel this, yeah. um, that's more important to us than us feeling it, right, I think. Right. Um, and even if someone listening to that story says that, and then, you know, please, just give us a call. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. see what we can do to help you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With our and meager there, resources, we'll do what we can. We always do. And there could be a whole other podcast someday about why mm, the trouble with being a, a new band in L.A., Oh, sure, sure. And the no sense of community thing. Uh, The pay-to-play, the throw the spaghetti on the wall, see what sticks for 30 minutes, bring in the next act, shovel the next act, you know. It's... Yeah. It'll be a, a that, podcast about the things we don't like. Yeah, we'll do a really negative podcast someday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying this. For the future, I would love to address that because I think for bar owners, uh, venues, basically, venues... Uh, promoters, bookers, 
and bands. They can do things differently to make it better. There's a I hear a lot of the same yeah. the same issues in the in the comedy community. Of course, I, I, yeah. I hear a lot of. I talk to a lot of comedians. Yeah. I hear a lot of stuff about the quote unquote comedy community yeah. in, or lack thereof in, mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. There's and, a big picture that's being missed, and the funny thing is that the easiest way to create a better big picture is to be less of a dick yeah, uh, yeah. Is, is, is to really be more well it sounds like you guys and, and you guys are doing making your own contrib- contribution to that not being as much of a thing by having your own festival and inviting people in and doing your own yeah. monthly gig and, and, it's and so building rewarding. up community. it's and so rewarding people come you know they stay till the end well you guys are doing music not because you're seeking some level of 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 Acquisition of wealth right. and blah blah blah. You're playing music because you have to, because well, you have to. Yeah, because absolutely. you have to because it it it, it it's it's sublimated. Right. This this, this yes. burst of of having to create and having to put something out into the world. Right. And you're doing music because you have to, yeah. because that's inside of you and it has to get out. Right. But it's an it. event. It's an event right. for people to. Right. We want to give them joy. We want to show them a good time. And not just for 30 minutes. Right, right. (laughs) On a a work night when they're going to resent us for having to listen to the grindcore band before us and the feminist raptor afterwards, you know. Yeah. They they might be great, but they're never going to share a fan base with us. Right, and that's the the problem. these bands that we were just talking about, they are, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry to plant that seed. No, no, no. Within whatever realm they are, would would have someone like us for them. You know? Right. We yeah. wish, a we sense wish, of community. Someone, we wish there was the, the community. We wish there was the metal yeah. version of us and the... Uh, the feminist rap the feminist rap, yeah, <laughs> version of us. And hopefully there is somewhere. Well, I was going to say the plumbing world could certainly use... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of infighting in that plumbing world. Lead you know. uh, pipes. You know, really? Yeah, um, well, so. you know. Sometimes things fall between the cracks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm recommending uh, two things, and I think I recommended it before. But Angie Tribeca, if you like, if you like, uh, it's on NBC. Season two oh, just yeah. started. I would like it's to Rashida that. Jones. Yeah. If you like Airplane, if you like Police Squad, if you like uh, Naked Gun movies, if you like with even with or without OJ, if you like <laughs> Top Secret, if you like anything that Zucker Abrams ever done, it's it's Steve Carell and his wife, and it's producing it and writing it, and it's. A, a straight, played straight police procedural drama in which crazy, dumb, silly shit happens. That and, sounds and great. It, it's I remember amazing. Looking at that and it's, it, it reminds me of Police Squad, the TV show that came right. before the Naked yeah, Gun movies. Oh, yeah. It's that thing, and it's beautifully done, and it's hilarious, and it's unique. It's absolutely unique right now. Um, the other thing I'm recommending, I can't recommend highly enough. Uh, Lady Dynamite, Maria Bamford's mm. uh, very crazy, semi-autobiographical, insane, bizarre TV show on on Netflix, and it incorporates her stand-up and her journey with mental illness, and every comedian you've ever thought of is in there, you know, Patton Oswalt, and, and just all kinds of people are in that. And it's just, it's so delight. It delights me so much. If you like Maria Bamford, you're going to love Lady Dynamite. Mm. I just saw Jackie Cation in an episode too, and she's been on the podcast. And, and mm. it's, 
It's it's so goddamn good. Hmm. And that's all I've had time to watch or even even be part of anything because I spend so much time with people now. Yeah, I understand. I just I'm, I'm not really consuming all that. I'm, I'm become a bad a bad media consumer. I, I know the so spending a lot yeah. more time with people in their face and so Which enjoying. Is, yeah, that. and it's I, okay. I only ever building community. Yeah, I only right. ever feel that uh, when I sit down with my right. girls to watch something, so I can talk to you about. I mean. Um, there's a new season of the Steven Universe. Yeah, yeah. The kid, my, my kids love it, too. My kids <laughs> love it, too. It, it's terrific. Yeah. So that, that's the best I got yeah, for you. Steven Universe. Yeah. So plug your stuff. Where, and Steven! Where can, yeah. yeah. Where can people find you? They can find us at uh, on our Facebook page, which is pretty easily intuited. Uh, we are usually The Armoires, T-H-E-A-R-M-O-I-R-E-S. Um, uh, so the Facebook, that's where we are. Uh, also our website. Um... SoundCloud. SoundCloud is probably the best place to get a good taste of the album. There's a three-song sampler up there. Digital um, pre-release. Uh, we are on, on SoundCloud too. Oh. We, should, we should be SoundCloud. Oh, yeah, we SoundCloud. Be SoundCloud I think we buddies. We we'll just like hang out on SoundCloud. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, and uh, on Amazon, uh, pre-sale in the digital. Yeah, basically section. the you know, the official releases the 25th. Uh, the, it will be definitely available on. Uh, across the boards on uh, July the 5th um, but uh, it, it's the, we are the armoires cool the name of the album is Incidental Light Show excellent from there you can type things that are the same words as those and should find us cool in different places <laughs> in perpetuity throughout the universe excellent yes Excellent. Thank you guys so much. This has been Thank lovely. You. Thank you. And we'll, I'm sure I'll, we'll, we'll get together again in another year or so and talk about what you're working on next or what you've been Hopefully working Hopefully Cliff's albums will be out by then. Yeah. Yeah, well, I want, I, yeah, I want to talk about... Uh, if your project, if your project get, if you have a project or anything else and you know, other, other musical stuff... Kenny's Plumbing. Kenny's Plumbing. <clears throat> putting out a new album. Maybe a 13-year-old violinist. You've got to violinist. walk into that store yeah. <laughs> yeah. and oh, hear what's sad. on. There's... So. But yeah, I'd love to have you on to talk about your other side projects too. So cool. that's great. Yeah. That's great. And, and of course, Nate, who's not here, um, has more going on than all of us put together. Yeah. He's and in three would, bands. And it would wow. be terrific. He would be a wonderful person for you to talk nice. to. Right. Um, is producing our second album, Awkward City Limits, available uh, 2007 something teen, and um, uh, be, it'll be a lot better than this one, probably even. On Great. Black Market Glamour. Uh, Thanks for sharing a lazy Sunday evening with me. <laughs> uh, I'm at St. Michael on Twitter. That's S-A-Y-N-T-M-Y-K-L. We also have a Something to XP Twitter page. Check out our blog. Listen to past episodes on Something2XP.net. We are everywhere online as Something2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Find us, like us on Facebook, Google Plus. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. And remember, please be kind. You've just listened to the Something Something Experience podcast with your host, Michael John Simpson. Something 2XP was conceived and produced by Michael John Simpson. Intro music, Ways to Change Faces, and outro music, Scorpio 37, was written, produced, and provided by the talented Sebastian Cesari. Please visit our website and blog at something2xp.net. You can find us online everywhere as Something2XP. 
please subscribe and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and find us now on Google Play Music. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook and Google+. Please help support our podcast and get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash something2xp. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. We invite your feedback. Please be kind.